Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. today to talk about jobs. We're talking about jobs, a very favorite subject of mine to know and to understand that uh, the choice in November is going to be very simple. There's never been a time where there's such a difference. One is probably communism. I don't know. They keep saying socialism. I think they're gone. They've gone over that one. That one's passed already. America, I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. One nation. Indivisible under God, for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> One nation. <laughs> Say it again, Joe. Oh, let me turn this thing down. Hold on, Matthew. Great Matthew, sweet. Um, Say that again, Joe. Allegiance to the United States of America. One nation. Indivisible under God, for real. America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? So I just came back from New Hampshire where my little daughter is, uh, my nine-year-old daughter is playing field hockey. And it's um, near uh, Rye, New Hampshire, kind of near any near Portsmouth and Rye. And um, a couple of things I noticed. One, I can't believe how much surfing there is there and there were real waves real people surfing it was incredible i didn't really know i'm kind of new to this area so i I didn't know there was so much two no wonder why trump loves new hampshire there were trump signs and there were a lot of biden signs too but there were trump signs the size of billboards all over in these huge farms and these mansions and these other ride new hampshire that area of new hampshire is a very interesting part of the united states these united states and, um, man, I just, you know, it's incredible. In our town, where we are, which is essentially Newburyport, maybe a little west of that, um, there are, I would say there's there are maybe 30-yard signs out that I see anyway, and only Biden. 
I've never I, I have not right. seen a Trump sign in this town here. I believe there are Trump voters in this town, mm-hmm. and it's probably sixty forty. Would you say maybe? Um, I think so. I'd have to look at what it was last time, but I think it was uh, around that certainly. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think the New Hampshire thing is spot on. I think New Hampshire really is mostly Trump country. I know yeah. we lost it last time, but I don't know if um, you know. If anybody seriously doubts that if New Hampshire didn't have same-day voter registration where all the UNH students can just show up and register to vote, uh, that I, I don't see how Trump wouldn't have won if he didn't have that. Yeah, it's only a, f- a few thousand votes generally is, I think, what he lost. by Right, it, exactly. But it, it is – that's New Hampshire. Massachusetts, obviously – although, you know, it's interesting, Alice. It's interesting. Here's a little bit of inside information. Okay. And – Maybe I shouldn't say this, but in in the Massachusetts Senate race, it's Ed Markey, mm-hmm. who's been in Washington for forty eight years or something long, longer than Joe Biden, I think, um, or right about that time amount amount of time. Um, as very small boys, my brother and I were brought into Ed Markey's office in when he was a young man, youngish man, and um, met with him. My dad used to do business with him. And we were just little kids, and I'm an old fat guy, and 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 you know, and he's still there. It must be odd being part of a, essentially going to this this bureaucratic university, forever for your whole life, like that. I mean, I, I guess that's what he wants to do. That's fine, but anyway, the Markey campaign is actively, actively looking to do um, ed boards with newspapers in Massachusetts. Now, you would think that that race is going to be a total blowout. Uh, yeah, you would assume so. Yes, and, and Ed Markey is not overly responsive to, the, um, to all of the media in Massachusetts. He, he wants to, he's a D.C. guy. He wants to stay in D.C. The media, media hits for him can only be trouble. So it's very interesting that they're aggressively looking for, for editorial board conversations. And either it either means that one they've somehow seen some polling that says you know there's a one in a hundred shot that we could lose this thing. Let's go talk to the newspapers. Maybe the newspapers will appreciate it and won't lambaste us. I'm not sure. Or, or maybe, some staffer is clueless and doesn't realize that they don't need to do these headboards. Or I mean, they could be concerned about the next Joe Kennedy, right? Like they could be campaigning, planning that you know in another six years somebody else is going to show up now? Like he's just trying to stay active who knows or maybe he's angling for a presidential run in two years <laughs> who knows who knows well i mean you'd think that if anything he's got to look out for the squad so maybe iana presley maybe he's trying to do something i mean it seems like he'd have plenty of time to do that because she's at least two years away mm-hmm. and she would have to do that um but I, th- I thought that was interesting. In New- you know, up in New Hampshire, we'll see. The more I go day to day, I go from thinking, just looking at it, looking at those 2018 numbers with all those people who came out for the Democrats, a huge turnout in 2018, which was, I don't know if that was the biggest turnout. Maybe 2008 was the biggest turnout, but it was certainly the biggest midterm turnout, mm-hmm. off-year turnout. That the Democrats have ever had. Everybody went out and voted as Democrats, mm-hmm. and, and you could you could feel that they would. 
Right. It, it made sense. Just anecdotally, the signs are up in the yard. The evil orange man, this was their first chance at the ballot box to really push back against him. And they did it. And Republicans were blown out. So I look at this and I look at the, the math and just if, if you're looking at the 10% of people in the middle, what are you getting from the media? And if you if you trust the media, what you're getting is that we've had almost four years of complete chaos and disaster with an extremely corrupt administration, um, inept both at home and abroad, with a vacuous and mean-spirited um, president at the helm, uh, somebody who throws his friends under the bus at the drop of a dime, somebody with a thin skin who's petty, who's... I mean, the media, this is what you're getting. And there's... Trump, Parts of that is, are true, mm-hmm. but, but but they in in the biggest corrupt working with the Russians and Mueller wanted to get him in and proved collusion. Remember Tom? Read read the Mueller mm-hmm. report. Read the Mueller report. Tom is it what everybody says to me? You know, but when I when I say, but it said that there was no coordination between the campaign. Read it. In other words, it was so damning. Right. Anyway. It's the same like with cuties. It's like I don't want to watch something that's like this, and they go, no, you have to see it before you can comment on it or have an opinion about. It. Like, no, I don't want to. I read the synopsis. I got the point of the Mueller report. I get it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm all set. I don't have to waste a month of my life right. sitting and, down you with know, it. I guarantee you that the people telling me to read it, I've read more of it than they have. Oh, of course. You know? And uh, and also, what they don't, they don't really mean read it. They mean read it and, and agree with Europe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not good. If I read it and say, yeah, I read it, there's nothing to it. I have to read it again, I think is probably, it will, will, will be their oh, remedy. Oh, exactly. To- so, so I look at all this stuff and I say, if you're just a normal person and you're working, whatever, I mean, uh, and, and until the coronavirus, you could probably, your 401k was doing better. You've got a job just all around us, just, you know, eight months ago, you know, HVAC companies and other companies were giving $10,000 signing bonuses. They were so desperate for help and business was so good. You know, they were giving you money, cash, in the door, saying, please come apply here. Mm-hmm. We need you. plumbers and all sorts of stuff. I, I mean, I don't know. You, if, if you look at the – if you look at the, just the way the media has delivered the news about COVID, certainly you would think that this is – that Trump abs- had the chance to do testing immediately but didn't listen because he was arrogant and – the virus came in and killed everybody and his communication didn't help him with that but i mean you could say so i look at this in other words this is my long long disconnected way of saying this could be a freaking biden blowout this could be a huge blowout Mm -hmm. and in the same span of hours during the day i also just look at trump support holding you know that mighty 42 percent it's not a great number, but man, <laughs> huge. It, it holds strong. And I look at the lack of Trump signs around. In the same way in my sensibilities last time, we're saying that people are sick of this system picking winners and losers. They hate Washington, D.C., and they want to say, go to hell. You know, it's almost exactly the same right now. And now you've been abused by government in a whole new way. This COVID stuff, and Trump hasn't been great at COVID, 
but the bureaucracy hasn't been good. What's this crap today with the CDC coming out and saying, oh, by the way, it's a totally airborne uh, air aerosol thing that's happening. Wait, delete that. That's not ready yet for you to see. Hold on. <laughs> I know. What is it's anything about this thing? What, it, what right. the freak is Europe's there? Europe's numbers now, we got lectured to a whole lot about how we handled it the worst in the world, and it's starting to look now like Europe's numbers are going to come back in their second surge and match ours again. So it's real. Like, nobody has a handle on this thing. Nobody knows what is going to happen here. So it's very, very hard to judge how COVID is going to play. Like I said a few podcasts ago, you know, at the start of COVID, when they got the stimulus passed and everybody was sort of pulling together and, you know, Trump was having pretty successful press conferences for him. And, you know, his his numbers actually were looking better than they'd looked in a long, long time because people felt like, okay, he can handle this. It's okay. And that was when the Black Lives Matter stuff mm-hmm. blew up and all that happened, kind of. So, right. so I think it's a wrong narrative to say that COVID has hurt Trump. I think that COVID actually... And I I don't mean this in a cynical way because COVID has been terrible for America. But I I think that in terms of Trump's numbers, COVID initially was good for Trump electorally and for his approval. And that that subsequently the chaos in the streets kind of got mixed into that and and his approvals tanked based on his handling of that, which was terrible. The chaos in the streets? Yeah, I mean, I think that his handling of the Black Lives Matter stuff, like the tweeting when the looting starts, the shooting starts, mm-hmm. and, you know, the tear gassing of the people to stand in front of the church, I think that that hit his approval harder than um, than COVID did initially. And then uh, sort of now, well, now that they... Uh, I don't know. I well, mean, I, I think, mean, I think all, who- if Trump can let the chaos in the streets just happen and not act like a jerk about it, then... It helps him. I think if Trump inserts himself into that news cycle and makes himself news by the way that he talks about the protesters or the way that he talks about people that get killed by the police, I think that he turns himself into the story and he can hurt himself that way. Okay, I see what you're saying. In, in, I see what you're you saying. Know, he's, the, he's instead of letting the carnage be the story and it resonates with the American people and they can assign that to Democrats, he jumps in. So the story's about him having said something or done right, something hand-handed. And that he's very bad. He's not a uniter. <clears throat> and I think that when people want the president to speak during times of chaos, they want like... You know, bringing us together, like on the COVID stuff, he was great with that. Like, you know, he we're was? Gonna, I, well, I, okay, I can't believe you're giving okay. him COVID, but okay. saying BLM is where he's. I this think up. he did worse with BLM, and I think the polling numbers bear that out. I do. I think that he was not doing that manly until the protest started, and he's so just. Um, I don't think that his messaging on race is always great. So I, I disagree with that completely. I, I think that he – I thought that he COVID was not good because it required, especially since all the information is evolving, and people can see that it's evolving – and you know what the disease is is changing, and the the fatality rate of the disease is changing, and practical measures are constantly changing. Since day one, everything has been evolving in 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 swinging left to right, left to right, and so in when that's happening, then you need to be somebody who can be do what Cuomo did and do what Charlie Baker did, 
and be very sober and disciplined with with the information coming in and at least be something that's stable. Trump is thinking out loud in front of people while this is all stuff is happening. I'm talking about you know mm, um, the sunlight though, and and this and that. And I've heard that's a little the, further down well, the line though. At the beginning, he wasn't like that. I at don't the very think. beginning, well, I mean, when he took it, when it, it looked like we finally took it seriously when he shut down the the travel and then right, the European travel ban. Right when he was ban. doing the travel ban and the 15 days to slow the spread, and he was on message and right, Fauci was him, on his team, and then then he looked good. I thought for that's two minutes though. Then it was daily press briefings where he needed to be the star even though it's pence's you know super team trump had to be the star and he's ruminating in front of him. you can't have that you have to seem you have to seem I like think, you're, that's why trump yeah. was called to, to be the guy as far as black lives matter goes um i mean i think that that he was right on you have barack obama you know against all odds even though you can still hear the rioting and the tear gas, and you can still, even though the strife is still happening, Barack Obama defiantly, outside of the White House, walks out of the White House, the safety of the White House gates, walks over to a church holding a Bible, reaffirming the power of, of the church, walks to this area that was just war torn, stands in front of the church. And establishes and signifies, symbolizes the fact that you burned this church last night. We're restoring order right here. Then okay, the, well, media, first of all, the media would give that wings and sing his praises as truly a watershed sure. moment. But if right-wingers burned a church during the tenure of a black president in Washington, D.C., we would have heard a much different story from square one. Well, fine, but you could put you Hillary know, Clinton in there. You, you know, could, you could but put Hillary Clinton in absolutely. there. Absolutely. So this is true. And, you know, the media talks about faith differently when it comes to Republicans versus Democrats. We're about to see that play out big time with Amy Coney Barrett. We're going to hear a very different story of her faith than we would hear for any liberal. Um, but, but, um, but I mean, I, I just... I we can look at the numbers together and see, but I just think his polling numbers were doing okay with COVID until like May. You know, I do. You know, I I, I think people got through Easter, and that's. I don't of, think that's true. Actually. I don't know. We can we can take a look at it, but because it peaked in April. Um. Yeah, I don't. It I don't peaked think that's in April, true. but people weren't blaming th- Trump. Was he people even doing the pressers in May anymore? I mean, he was out there not knowing what he was talking about, but trying to figure it out in front of people. I don't know. We have to look at the timeline and get a better idea before but, we... So this is... It's funny because I, I just... I, so so another... So to finish my thought that I started 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. before I meandered all over the place, um, other times I say to myself, if Trump wins an election night, it's so easy to say, of course he did. Look at this year. Of course he did. Look at the economy under him. Look at um, look at uh, deregulation under him. Look at foreign policy under him. There's no new Iraqs. There's ISIS is dead. You know he's brought the, the partial peace to the Middle East. You know he, he's disengaged largely from Syria, mm-hmm. Barack's, oh, Barack's Syria, and and um, and then you look here and say, look at the unrest in the streets. Of course, somebody like Joe Biden, who doesn't seem to have control of his uh, mind a lot, you can't have him pushed pushed around by AOC and by Bernie Sanders and the wackos on the, on the left. But those people, those storm shock troops, 
Those are the shock troops of the party. So of course Trump won. Of course he won. People want stability. They want stability back, even if the guy is crazy and embarrassing sometimes. That's all they want. So I could definitely see that. I didn't. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'm about to pull you up here the RCP average for Trump approval. Go ahead. Please, just, so talk me through it. Go so ahead. it kind of peaks here. Uh, so his approval went up. A tick um, up for like three days. No, it was going up from the beginning of 2020 straight through up until about mid-April. And then mid-April, it kind of flattened, held steady-ish uh, through, you know, the beginning of May and then started to kind of tick down. And it was at its low point in July and then started to go back up again. <laughs> so, so yeah. So since July, July was the low, low, low point. That was bad for him and then now it's been on its way back up through about september so we're almost actually we're now kind of back to baseline a little bit i'd say with him so right. that that 42 you've talked about he's at i mean yeah baseline he's at 44 right now in the rcp average mm -hmm. so he's right at his where he's been the whole time pretty much so he had a an up in through about april and then he had a down until so you can see, actually, it's funny because there's like an initial drop at the beginning of COVID, kind of that looks like about March, and then um, and then it goes up because then like the stimulus gets passed, mm -hmm. it's people are like all feel good, we're gonna get through this together, kind of stuff. So then he goes up into like April, kind of holds steady into May, and then and then drops off. Right, and then we'll see. And so, so uh, in other words, and also. But Biden's not doing well. And whoever gave him this to say, I, I'm going to need an explainer. I want to spend just a few moments talking about those who voted for Donald Trump last time. When I was out here in the, our administration, you voted for us. And then an awful lot of people in this county changed and they voted for Trump last time. I know many of you were frustrated. You were angry. You believe we weren't seen. You weren't being seen, represented or heard. I get it. it is, I, I assume that's not extemporaneous. I assume that's written in a teleprompter. What the hell are they thinking? What the hell are you thinking? You realized that we failed you for eight years in a row, so you went to Trump. The, why would you ever say that? Right. Oh, how, how is that a winning resume? I'd like to come back. And it's like Grady Little saying, you know, I would like to come back to the Red Sox. I realize that you felt they let you down in 2003. But... but <laughs> I defend everything I did, and I'd like to do it again. So, <laughs> I know. Things were going really well with me. Yeah, I wouldn't remind the people in the Midwest about how things went for them in the Great Recession, basically. You know, I, I don't think things went well for them. But it just shows that they still somehow don't get it. They don't get what they're coming across looking like to people. And it's true, you know, up and down... The board. I, I'm seeing people talk about the Kavanaugh thing. I've said multiple times on here that the Kavanaugh thing is like huge for me in terms of how I'm impacted in voting in 2020 and how I feel about filling a Supreme Court seat. And I see a lot of conservatives say this. However, um, the left completely doesn't understand what anybody could possibly have seen that they did wrong in COVID. Just like Biden does not see anything he and uh, Obama can't possibly could have done wrong that would have lost them Midwest voters. He has no idea what went wrong. So here's um, 
Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Lindsey Graham addresses his reversal on SCOTUS nominations in an election year writing to committee Democrats. After the treatment of Justice Kavanaugh, I now have a different view of the judicial confirmation process. <laughs> I mean, shocking, right? Shocking. Now I have... Well, Alice, I mean, shocking. That's fine. I mean, shocking. And, now I have, I have. Um, that that is translated, by the way, um, from political speak to English. It means F blank blank <laughs> blank blank. Why are you? That's what that is. Right. But so now I have Daniel Goldman, the lead counsel for the House impeachment inquiry. He retweets it and says, someone needs to ask him how the Kavanaugh confirmation process, where serious claims of sexual abuse were alleged, has any effect on his unequivocal statements that election year vacancies should be filled. One has nothing to do with the other. And yes, Eli Honig, who is a CNN legal analyst, writes... And embedded in Graham's comments is the assumption that Kavanaugh was, in fact, treated unfairly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's embedded in our comments. Somehow it's been embedded in our psyche that something was wrong with how the Senate treated Kavanaugh. The same way that the media said, look at he's so upset. Why is oh, this so somebody upset? Somebody who gets upset like this really shouldn't be on the Supreme Court. It's really just Why is bizarre. He... We're calling him a predator and saying he shouldn't be allowed to in front of his, his In front of his daughter and parents, he's, we've he's... called him a gang rapist, and he's taking that personal. <laughs> he he, he was... shouldn't be allowed to coach his children's basketball team anymore because he's such a dangerous predator. And, you know, somehow, like, that upsets him that we would say that about him. It's so strange. Right. So like, strange. Over, Weird. It, yes, and we've flown somebody in here who's... Claim contends that the only principal witness who witnessed this thing firsthand, her best friend, um, was right there for this brutal assault. That best friend who said she made it up never happened. Right. Never and they- they weren't ready to stop, too. Here's the thing is that, like, this is why it matters is because it it's not about one thing affecting the other. It's about... Uh, understanding saying now ah okay i get how you guys are playing this game and i see how this is gonna go and i'm not gonna participate in this anymore because what happened in kavanaugh for those who don't remember is the very serious allegations came forward and republicans said oh wow these are very serious allegations i guess we have to treat this seriously they looked into it a little more and they were like wow there doesn't really like seem to be much there there this is like anonymous and it's from so long ago and you know, and then they were like, well, we but we have to have the person come in and give testimony. We just have to. It's a fair thing to do, et cetera, et cetera. And remember, everyone was screaming at them that they had to let her come in and speak. OK, so they're like, OK, well, that's fair. We have to let her come in and speak. All right. Like, let's. So then they let her come in and speak. And as it turns out, there is no there there. Like this is she had two doors. This Alice. is clearly a two person. front doors. Something is going on with her. Something may have happened to her at some point in her life, but there's zero corroboration. And we have the Democrats acting like they're Sherlock Holmes going through Brett Kavanaugh's day planner from whatever year, 1975 or whatever year we're back in. And 
First of all, the fact that he's even the type of person who still has his day planner from high school is just like, that's, I mean, you just seen him on the Supreme Court now anyway, just for Imagine somebody wants to see your day planner (laughs) from when you were 15. Isn't that an odd thing? And they're like circling dates and like, we must figure out whose house this party was at. Like, they're acting like, it's so bizarre. And And they wanted to bring the FBI in. They wanted to bring the FBI in and start investigating things. And the whole thing is like, well, you know what? She has to actually like file some charges for a crime. You can't just investigate nothing no she's, and then she was they're heard ready she was seen. and now we have michael avenatti bringing out anyone who can, he can find who will say anything that there's like no evidence this person even ever met kavanaugh in their lives like just random people who are saying stuff and like then now the senate wants to hear them too all accusers any accusers we'll take anyone off the street has anyone mm-hmm. seen kavanaugh ever do anything inappropriate let's bring them all in i mean the goalposts kept moving you know, the the Republicans could have just said, we're just not even going to hear Christine Blasey Ford. That's that's ridiculous. But they, like, caved to the first one. It's and then, evident in the hippocampus. And then, they should have gaveled right then and said, okay, thanks for coming. We're Good voting luck. on Kavanaugh now. Yes. We'll see you. Have Good a great day. Good luck with your hippocampus. We appreciate but, you coming by. <laughs> so, so the thing is, is that, you know, if you give them an inch... They're taking it all. They're going to keep yes. going. It's not going to stop. Oh, well, we just need to hold off until the lame duck session, just until There's, after election. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to wait for that. We need to stop for this. We just need to wait until then. Does anyone actually think that if Trump is reelected and all the Republicans are reelected and they still have the majority, that there's not going to be some reason in January or February or whatever that we, for some reason, can't fill Justice Ginsburg's seat? Right. I mean, we're already pushing right. on the dying wish thing. Like, why not yes. keep going? Right, I, which is why the, the why Trump screwed up. They should he should announce the nominee tomorrow. So that's they what Kavanaugh the, has to do with it, guys. Right? Like, <laughs> oh yes. Well, I, mean, well right, I understand that is still a it's still a bleep eating. Lindsey Graham has just gone back on what he, what he said, and they were terrible with Kavanaugh. It's cute. He's being cute to use that as an excuse. He's just being a hypocrite. Everybody involved in this is, has changed their their stance on this out of, quote, principle. And they're just politicians. That's what they do. Graham did it. Biden did it. Uh, Mitch McConnell did it. You know, he Mitch McConnell didn't listen to, didn't, didn't uh, have a hearing from Merrick Garland because bleep you. President right. Obama was what he was saying. You know, you have given us enough grief, whatever. And, you know, in back and forth because because because. And that's Harry Reid changed, you know, got rid of the filibuster. So now Mitch McConnell inherits the seat, you know? Right. And so he used Harry Reid's rules there to, to, to block Obama's nominees. And right. Which this is why was, it's Before so Teddy Kennedy went after Robert Bork, this was not a problem. You know, these people were just seated and then um, these people w- were given hearings and were seated rather quickly. And I think that I have no problem. I would have zero problem if this if they the Senate didn't vote for closure, voted for closure in two weeks and in two and a half weeks uh, voted to to seat this uh, nominee. No problem whatsoever. No matter what, the media is going to say that she's invalid. They're going to be terrible about her. They're going to say that he's flooding the Constitution. Pelosi is going to talk about writing up articles of impeachment. Screw them. This is there's no like you were just saying, the Democrats are going to go all the way in every extreme, no matter what. And now, especially since Pelosi's got AOC breathing down her neck and AOC now that 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 caucus has gotten bigger. They had Mm -hmm. a really good midterms. They whacked out some moderate, you know, moderate to socialist Democrats who weren't all in with the movement. I mean, 
It's going to get more extreme. Just see the dynamic. He's the president. He gets to put Supreme Court justices in front of the or justices in front of the uh, Senate, and they get to vote. And them's the rules. Two GD bad. Yeah, and we have, by the way, people who are still freaking out on Twitter about this. Somehow, we have two Senate seats per state, and they are elected for those states, and that's the end of the story. Okay, like the California people don't get to pick the Wyoming senators because California has more people. It just is. This is how it goes. There's 50 senators. You know, that's you get what you get. And if you want to change it, then you can try and pass an amendment. And if you can't get an amendment to the Constitution to be ratified, then you can stop crying and and just live with the rules the way they are. Like, have you guys tried ever just, you know, getting people elected to do the stuff that you want to do? Yes, winning through the democratic process. And the, the answer is no, and that's why. No, we're at, just going to whine on Twitter. Exactly, because the, the Supreme Court is a, a way to circumvent the democratic pro, uh, process. Right. Look at Roe v. Wade and look at uh, a whole bunch of other issues for them. It's another legislature for them. It's mm-hmm. another, you know, it's another body. A legislative body that they can use. Right. They it, thought they had this figured out. They weren't going to have to have like these lousy elections where they had to get people elected to vote on controversial legislation like gay marriage. That's too mundane. That's for idiots like the Republicans to do to try and get people elected and like pass bills and that nonsense. No, 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 no. We'll just have our liberals install a bunch of liberal justices and then we'll just you know, make stuff up from the court. That's the new law. You know, that's that's fine. That's the way to go because that's way easier. They don't get voted out. It's super. They right. loved it. They loved it when it benefited them, just like yes. everything else. But if you think that if for some reason, 20 years from now, you know, the, the uh, whatever it's called, the Electoral College or the way that the Senate works electorally advantages Democrats, if you think they're not going to turn around and say the exact opposite thing they've been saying, that it's great and it's perfect and it's here for a reason and we should always stay by it forever, then like, then you're ridiculous. Look how they've switched on the confirmation process. They'll switch about that too. And it wasn't that long ago. It was in the Clinton years that they were talking about having like a permanent structural advantage. And and even when Obama and Biden got elected, they're talking about the blue wall and they... Mm -hmm. This is why Hillary Clinton didn't go to Wisconsin to campaign, because they felt that they, with like union politics and the Midwest and the Rust Belt, had a structural advantage in those states. You didn't see them complaining about the Electoral College when Obama was winning Ohio and Michigan and Wisconsin by big margins that they thought were insurmountable and just would go to Democrats forever. You know, where I, did you see them complain about it then? About how the no. Midwest has too many votes when Obama was winning the no. Midwest? <laughs> of course not. They were no, fun. It was great. They called it the blue wall. They had a structural advantage. You know, that's the, the the electoral college sometimes swings things in a weird way, but there's no reason why that's, you know, permanently going to be a Republican advantage. They could try, you know, like appealing to some other voters besides people in LA. Like the- Well, I mean, here's one of a, a Democrat, a young lady who's not very pleased with what happened with R uh, B G? And uh, here's another one I'll have to clean up after we play it. Off to people that are pro-life. I hate you. Why can't women have abortions? I'm just on the pro-life side, driving down the road, having a mental breakdown, and I just want to say all oh, you people are so you're so stupid. 
That's your pro birth. You're stupid. And I wish I had been deported. I. That person will be a college graduate in a few years. Congratulations, parents. Congratulations. This is, a, this is the result of, you know, peace, love, tolerance society, I guess, is, you know, like everybody's going to accept everything everybody does and we all love each other and kumbaya, but we're not going to have like any structured system of ethics or morality or, you know, ties of society like family structures or authority figures or anything bad like that. So, you know, now we're left with people who are just like adrift and wishing that they were aborted, which is terrible. I feel bad for this person. It's no, I, sad. I'm... I'm... It's sad. It's sad. I would I feel, feel sad if it was my kid. I wouldn't. I mean, it's I don't know if she's in high school or college. If she was in college and I was her parent, I would say you are finished with college right now. You're going to go somewhere where I call the real world <laughs> and get a job and learn things from real people. You're probably going to be working with people who don't live in our town because we vote to, to have the property taxes through the roof so they can't afford to come here. But go and learn about people and learn about the world. Have you seen um, any of the Jimmy Kimmel stuff from the... No, I haven't watched that. This is another one I'll have to clean up because of the person watching it. I don't know the guy's name. The, the guy's name who's the actor in, from the... Do you know who this is, Sally? This guy? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I guess it's Will Smith. It's not Will Smith, Sally. <laughs> don't get me in trouble. It is... Uh... <laughs> It's a guy, an actor. It's a black guy who's he's been in a bunch of stuff, and I I always liked him as an actor. Actually, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, who's he with? Uh, this was the Emmys. Was that the Emmys last night? Or Golden Globes. Emmys was last Emmys. night. Emmys. Let me see who it is. Who's this? Okay, Anthony Anderson. Um. Okay, Jimmy Smith, Anthony Anderson. All right, so let me find this, get this going here. I'd like to say. You do? Yes, I do. Because in rehearsal, I thought we decided that we're just You know, we have a record number of black Emmy nominees this year, which is great. This is the part where the white people start to applaud. Oh. And nod. Oh. What the f***? Jimmy. All right, these Emmys would have been all-star. These Emmys would have been NBA All-Star Weekend and Wakanda. All wrapped in one. This was supposed to be the blackest Emmys ever. Y'all wouldn't have been able to handle how black it was going to be. But, but because of COVID, we can't even get in the damn building. Well, thank you, Anthony. Yeah, now these Emmys would have been so black, it would have been like hot sauce in your purse black. It, it would have been Howard University homecoming black. It, it would have been you fit the description black. Well, um, I'm sorry that it wasn't that. It would have been great. It really now, would have. We wish... would have had speeches mm -hmm. quoting our great poets like Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes, Cardi B, Wop, Jimmy. Oh, the song. Oh, yes. totally. Say Wop. Yes. Yeah, right. But, right. but instead of that sexy, melanated energy, here I am, alone in a sterilized green room, Trying not to sneeze on a llama. What a damn it, it shame. Actually, an alpaca. Uh, don't white explain it to me, Jimmy. Sorry. It should have been a pit bull. Oh, but shit. Not no, not tonight. This isn't what it should have been, Jimmy. But, but you know what? 
I'm still rooting for everybody black because black stories, black performances, and black lives matter. Say it with me, Jimmy. Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. Louder, Jimmy. Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. Louder, Jimmy. Say it so that my kids can hear it. Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. That's right. And because black lives matter, black people will stay at home tonight to be safe, which is fine because guess what? Y'all don't know how to light us anyway. No. Jimmy, I. Nice moment. Yeah, it seems really uplifting. And, yeah, uh, and not and humiliating at all. And big announcement. Um, sorry, Ben. And, and, uh, I mean, really? So that's the left. That that might as well have been part of the DNC, one of the skits there. So th that's the uh, 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 alliance that is the left in Hollywood. That's what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. If that's not a... Who wants to... That's just ugliness and weirdness. And it's weird the with shot the humiliation. Pence, what the hell did Mike Pence do to anybody? No, Mike Pence has done nothing to anybody. It's it's all a it's all a weird performance art and like making people say stuff and like any movement that's like making you repeat mantras that I mean it it's just odd. I I think it's strange and like demanding that you say it louder. Like I find that uncomfortable and I think most people should. It's weird. Just weird and and uh, odd. And I, I, I don't know uh, if they think that. <laughs> but I just love this, by the way. I don't know what the, they think. Who. who who has to work for a living, it looks at that and says, oh, yeah, that's great. That's not top. Nobody wants to see that idiocy. And it's this like racial bullying stuff and just get the freak over yourselves and feeling good about it. And then, and at the same time, you've got like the Daniel Dale, my buddy, the fact checker for Trump. I'm sorry, sorry for, for, yes, he is. the He's the <laughs> fact checker who's assigned to Donald Trump. He's the one when, when Trump said, I don't know who's running uh, Biden's campaign. Daniel Dale jumped right in. Joe Biden is his own man. His campaign is run by Democrats, many of them conventional Democrats for many decades. And there, there are no shadowy figures. OK, Dan. OK, we understand. So today, Daniel Dale, this is CNN now. This is nothing. So, so you watch the Emmys and you get that weird thing where the guy where Jimmy Kimmel is like, uh, you know, he's cut down at the knees and humiliated and has to kiss the ring of another guy on stage. It's some weird performative thing. And then when Trump says that um, the whole RGB thing, RBG thing where, uh, where she said her dying wish um, was that, uh, you know, the next president get to fill her seat. Uh, Trump said, I don't know who put her up to that or, 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 or said, said it's, it was a democratic He's scheme a or whatever. Yeah, he said, like, Pelosi and Schumer made right. that up or something. Daniel Dale leapt up as soon as Trump said that <laughs> and tweeted, Trump falsely claims Ginsburg's wish to not have her seat filled until next president is installed is a hoax perpetuated by Democratics. I don't know that she said or, 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 or was that written out by Adam Schiff and Schumer and Pelosi. I would be more inclined to the second. But Daniel Dale jumps, jumps up and says, Trump falsely claims that, that, that uh, she's, Ginsburg said that. And then he goes on to say, Ginsburg's wish was conveyed by her granddaughter. Well, Daniel Dale, 
<laughs> How the frig do you know any of this stuff? And by the way, do you take your granddaughter? You That's now just lo- fact. It absolutely happened. You know, she said, no, that's a contention by her grand. If, if the granddaughter said, it doesn't matter. And first of all, she didn't say it. She didn't say it. Well, you and Who- I weren't in the room either. We don't know what got said or not got said. I said to you the other night, I sure hope that's not what she was saying as she lay on her death. But don't let McConnell push this through. Like, hopefully that's not. I I hope all of you listening, I know that you're probably into politics and current events. I hope that on the day that you leave this earth, you are not lying on your deathbed talking about Senate political machinations. Like, please don't care that much about this. Like, say goodbye to your right. loved ones. Like, please, I hope, I really sincerely hope that that was not truly what Justice Ginsburg was saying as she you know had her final moments with her family i hope it was peaceful for her i hope she wasn't in pain and i hope that she told the people that she loves you know what they and, meant to and her. by the that's way it. that's and, it i hope that it's not true but and the whole thing also is asymmetrical because trump falsely claims ginsburg's wish to not have her seat filled until next president is installed Wait a second, does that mean that the next president, not this one. We have to <laughs> right. wait five if Trump years. Wins, if Trump wins, then we got to wait till then too, because that was her dying wish. Them's the breaks, right? I mean, I, I don't know. And the whole thing that we're even treating the dying wish. To, does anybody know what Scalia's dying words were? Anyone? Have uh, we heard any word on that? He doesn't. By the way, can I use my dying words now? <laughs> well, I'm still like lucent. Can I use that now? Because I would like to. I'd like to use them up. I forfeit them for later. That- yes, I want the the two fifty <laughs> Harry M. Stevens nachos to come back to Fenway Park like they were in nineteen eighty two when I first embarked on my legend to uh, to be fat. You're right. The dying wish. No serious human being can say or have an argument or or, or have a statement about a dying wish uh, and be considered anything but a child. The very last dying wish of RBG was that her vacancy not be filled until the new president takes office in January. That was her dying wish. Tonight, Mitch McConnell publicly, the night that she, the night of her passing, he couldn't wait 24 hours, issued a statement saying that he was going to uh, give Trump a vote in violation of of her dying wish. In violation of her dying people wish. People can say how appalling, people could say this is horrible, etc. But we know who this man is. We know who this man is. This is a man who does not care about a dying woman's final wish. Clearly. Yeah, well, he violated it. All right. Alice, anything else to finish up or are you That's good it. to go? Gonna go hit the, um, hit the uh, second job, first job. Second job. My other, I guess, other job. Anyway. Other job. Well, being a mom is the primary job, I guess. And then... Uh, third job. And then probably beating me is your second job. <laughs> and then feeding the chicken. Oh, we got to feed the chicken, too. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Say la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.